Alrighty, folks, what time is it? It's car cast time. Yes, for those of you who appreciate these, I appreciate you. And for those of you who don't, I appreciate the feedback if you think it's too much noise. Please calibrate with me. Let me know what I need to do better. I love feedback. So, I see my podcast on Dave Ramsey being wrong and Two Ways Save Money been the most popular. So it seems like since they're getting the most listens, we're going to drill down a little for a while and start looking for more concepts dealing with either making you money or my thoughts on money, which I think is a lot of the stuff, but we're going to try and be even more specific if that helps you all. So the first thing I'm thinking is this. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, go buy it. I think I've given away two copies. Yeah, I gave away two of my copies, bought it two or three times. Well, yeah, obviously that's the math, right? I probably sound foolish, Joe. Sorry. So long story short, Robert Kiyosaki's book, he had two dads. His best friend's dad who schooled him on a lot of business and life stuff and his birth dad. Birth dad had a PhD in multiple degrees, was always broke, died broke more or less. Rich dad had about an eighth grade education, became one of the most wealthiest men in Hawaii and gave the most too. So not only was he the rich miser, he was rich and he gave. But the one thing I want to focus on is that he said that both his dads taught him to give and all that good stuff. That's fine. But the mindset shift that blew my mind and that I apply now, and you've probably heard me say that if I get up to 400 for this car roughly, I need to make 600 extra a month. That came to me probably from a book I read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in 2005, 2006, when I was working at the Gap overnights and then evenings while I started working for the Board of Education New York Special Needs School for teenagers. It breaks down like this. His poor dad would say, I can't afford anything because of you kids. Whereas his rich dad would say, I must afford it because of you kids. So the the mind shift difference is this. You're either talking about, I can't afford it. My kids are costing me money. Or because I have kids, I need to be more wealthy because they deserve to have the desires of their heart. Do you see the mind shift difference there? Do you see how vastly and drastically different that is? You're either seeing your kids as a weakness and a block to your potential wealth, freedom, or time, or all of the above, or you're seeing them as a motivational tool that has enlightened you and inspired you. And therefore, you are now saying, these kids are not a burden, they're a blessing, and I'm going to do more to bless them. That has to be your motivation, especially if you're a parent. You've got to shift that mind. I don't know how you do it. I knew for me it was instantaneous. Wanted the wife home with the kids, knew I was going to assume that burden because it was a burden I was willing to take because it blessed my family. The wife got what she wants. My son gets what he wants and needs, and I get what I want and need. So I'm going to take care of my children, a wife that's happy. Happy spouse, happy house. Not happy wife, happy life. Happy spouse, happy house, right? So that's the first step. The second issue then is that I knew that for me. I always wanted that. If you don't want that, that's fine. But if you've got kids or you've got financial goals, you need to get aligned with what's going on and what you want. So for me, it's very simple. Having a family means I have to be willing to make more money, not less. It's not like, dang, I'm broke because I got to buy food and my son wants new toys. I go to Walmart, I pick up a car, and I'm surviving the money for it. Now, I'm a little better than that if you heard my podcast. But it's all about how am I going to make more money? And then how much more money do I need? So the car is $389, right? We're rounding up to four because I'm gonna try and send that extra eleven bucks minimum to the principal. 
So I need to spend $400 a month on the car. Boom, right there. Automatic. Now the second factor we have tied in there is that it's not 400 I needed 600 Why? Because if you're going to aim, you aim big. Now if you're in war, maybe aim small or miss small, I get that. But if you're trying to have success, you go big. You don't get the Corolla. You don't. You don't even get the Avalon. You know why? You aim for the Ferrari. Now the average millionaire does drive a Toyota. Not disputing that. It's actually smart. You go to your money. But you have to aim big. If you're going small, what do you gain? What purpose is there? When you play small, you're not meeting your potential. You're not helping others meet their potential. If I become a millionaire, it's going to be by helping people and bringing other people up with me. So let's say I open a life insurance agency. I can't sell all the policies myself, but I can get an override on every policy. So if I train three guys and they each train three guys, that's 12 people. Am I correct? Is that right? Because it's going to be nine plus the three plus me. So it's actually 13 of us, right? Now, if we each sell $10,000 a month, that's $130,000 a month. Now, something that goes to fees, overhead, et cetera, et cetera. But I sell my $10,000. Let's say I can keep nine. I get my nine. Let's say I get another 1000 for each one of them. I got another twelve. I just made $21,000. No idea does help other people stop making 15 bucks an hour. Do you see how the ripple effect grows? Do you see how the mindset shift begins? You have to be looking for the big picture. And you can never see those around you as a blessing or a burden. You have to see them only as a blessing. They are never a burden. My sons inspire me. Inspire the hell out of me. When I moved to Florida, I had to become a whole other person in a lot of ways. I had to be vulnerable. I had to be open. I had to learn new skills. I had to take jobs I'd never taken before. I had to be taking risks. I took a risk just moving out here. I didn't have a job. I told everyone I did because, you know, people can't always see the dream. They can't see the vision, you know? You see yourself on the Olympic podium with the gold. A lot of people see you just running around like a fool. Not everyone's going to understand your dream. So you don't always got to share it. Now, you've heard me say, yes, you need to share it. Yes, have people hold you accountable. But the same token, don't jeopardize the safety you need to have in your heart. I took a big leap in faith. I stepped out of my faith and moved my family to Florida with a nice sized pile of cash. The assumption I'd probably get a job fast, a lot of prayer, a lot of tithing, and we just drove out. Now, I was smart. I, you know, like I said, if you heard the podcast before, based on when my wife got pregnant, she was, you know, baby's born early June. She didn't work June, but she got paid for July and August and part of September, basically. We got, you know, it's a school system, right? So we got paid for the summer off. So did I. So I had money to move with. I had free time. I planned. But the minute my wife was pregnant, I was already planning. Before she was pregnant, I kind of knew when I wanted her to get pregnant. Like, what time frame? You know, and these people, I remember I had a friend at work, and he's like, hey, you can never be ready. You're never ready to be a parent. I got two kids, and I'm still not sure I'm doing it right most times. I'm sure I'm not ready half the time, but I get it done. I give my kids the best of my ability. Now, it doesn't mean I work 90 hours a week so they can have Jordans. My son doesn't have Jordans. He had a pair someone gave us. It's not the point. You give them the best of your ability, not the best of your income. My children are not a burden. They're a blessing. I got to manager in less than two years. I gave myself job security. You know why? I worked hard. You know who I did it for? I did it for them. And you want to really be honest? I didn't do it for them. I did it for me because it was a goal I had. I wanted a stay-at-home wife. I wanted boys. I wanted at least one boy. I have two. I wanted a wife who stayed with Taylor and would take care of my kids because no one would love your kids like you did. You know what? My mom was a stay-at-home mom when I first was born too. So what I saw is what I wanted to duplicate, and I have duplicated it. So if you really want to drill down selfishly, I did what I wanted 
to get results I wanted. So it was all want for me. So if you really want to flip it on your head, it's not about the people. It's about being honest with yourself. I really refused, outright refused not to have what I wanted. So let's look at it from that perspective. Let's see what we think there. Was it selfish of me? Let's think about it. All right, we're back. Sorry, folks, had to pause for a second there. You probably heard that little brief, uh, you know, commercial break in the middle. Sorry, folks, it's part of the game here. I hope you appreciate what I'm doing, though. So, back to the selfishness. I had a friend read a philosophy book. I was probably 16 at the time. And he was reading, he's like, it says it's crazy. Because when you give the homeless guy a dollar, you do it because it makes you feel good. Not because you're selfish. Now, maybe that's not you, maybe that's not me, but let, let's just follow the theory. So, by that logic... I wanted my wife to stay at home, not because of what she wanted, it's because I wanted. By that logic, when you give away to people, you're doing it on purpose. Now, there is some scripture in the Bible that talk about when you give, you know, and when you do stuff, go pray in a room, right? You don't got to pray in front of people. You don't got to put on a show. It's not a spectacle. Doesn't mean you don't give God your best, right? They're talking about you give in secret, right? You know, you can tithe to your church. You don't have to tell them, oh, I just give the church a million dollars. You don't got to tell them, oh, <laughs> my wife doesn't work because that's the kind of guy I am. No, that's doing it for attention. You want something out of that. You want attention. You want, you know, respect from other people. You want people to see you for something. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting respect, but, you know, we all want to be respected, right? Every adult wants to be heard and valued. That's fine. I'm told when you're saying, oh, well, I did this for that, blah, blah, blah. There's an air of, uh, of it's not dignity. It's, it's the opposite. My brain's a little tied today. I just come out of training. It was my day off. Got to take care of the wife. It's her birthday week. So I'm flying home right now, trying to beat the traffic. Because where I live, about a mile out of my nine miles, that last mile can take me an hour sometimes, 40 minutes. On a nine-mile trip, that's actually about 20 minutes, depending on traffic and whatnot. So, got off topic, didn't I? Adrian, you probably find this funny if you're listening. So let's get back to this. So, you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. That's what it really drills down to. My kids are not a burden. They're a blessing. They motivate me. Now, if you say I'm just a selfish jerk, fine. The selfish jerk is getting done what he wants to get done. I know that's not me, though. This is in my heart what makes me happy. You can say I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm painting the picture. I'm, I'm, I'm coloring the choices so I get the response I want. You can phrase it however you want. And I think for some people, it's true. It's just about them. You know, it's, they get the flashy car to prove that they have good sales. I want the flashy car because I've always thought a Porsche is beautiful. I want a Rolex because to me, my father always had a watch on. So a watch is a man's accessory. Rolex is the king of men's accessories. So it's not so much about the Rolex. My dad doesn't have a Rolex. He has an Elgin. He has a gold watch. All that kind of stuff. It was a jewel. He has quality. But the Rolex is the king of gentlemen's watches, right? And for me, a gentleman wearing a watch every day is a symbol of my dad and who he is as a man. And his being on time and his raising me and his never leaving my mom. And all those things you lump in together. So for me, a watch holds value because who my father is to me and what he's taught me. So Rolex is the number one branded watch. May not be the number one, but for me, it's a symbol that has deeper, more profound meaning. And of course, it'll also say, hey, I've arrived. I did things that are on my vision board. Now, that's not so you can see me wear it. It's so that I can see me wear it. It's that I wear the Rolex and I say, dang, I did this. I did it. Now, of course, God does everything for me. That's my personal belief. But if you don't step out in faith and go take the actions, it won't happen. Noah still had to build his ark. Make sense? God told him to do it. But God didn't make the, you know, the wood start cutting itself and shaping and nailing itself closed. That's not what happened. He had to go out, step out in faith, look like a fool. And I remember, everyone looks like an idiot until it starts to rain, that theory. 
case you don't know the Bible, uh, God was going to flood the planet. Real simple. I'm probably never saying it biblically uh, correct for the biblical scholars. I'm sorry. But basically, God was going to flood the planet. And he told Noah to make an ark that was a certain amount of cubits, which is like feet, let's say. Huge. Let's say like a modern-day ocean liner. Hey, Will. So a cruise ship, I guess you'd call it. And get two of every animal on the planet, on the boat, and his family, I guess his extended family. So let's say like my wife, my sister, uh, her kids and husband, his his brother and their kids. You know, get, get the, you know, you're going to start the world over for me. Get them all on the boat. Boom. Everyone thought he's an idiot. What the hell are you doing? Why are you building an ark? What are you, what are you talking about? God told you to do what? That makes no sense. Why would you do this? He looked like an idiot until it started to rain. And then everyone died. See how simple that gets? So let me see if I can dial it all back in here for us. So if you see your family as a burden, you will have a burden. If you see your family as a blessing, you will be massively blessed. It's how you account for things. Are you seeing the money you spend as bad choices or good choices? Happy choices or bad choices? Is your $100 bill a fun coupon that you spend on cable because you watch cartoons with your son and Andrew Womack and all that kind of stuff? Or is it another bill that's making you broke? Bro, you can read a book with your son. You can go to the library and borrow movies for free. Why are you spending the money? Drill down, folks. Everything is about drilling down for me lately. You know, it's, it's finding my own accountability. It's learning what I got to get done. You know I mean, so it's, uh, like I was saying, buy Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You don't got to read all the books. You don't got to go to the courses. Do what you want to do. Pretty good books. At the very least, you're going to get a, a rudimentary understanding of everything you need to know for the things you want to know. I have some on options from him. I had the board game. The board game's fanatic. Fanatic. Fanatically, fantastically wonderful. That sound better? I think so. Now, it used to be like 150 bucks. If you can get it for 50 bucks, it's basically Monopoly on steroids times 10. I would buy it. No questions asked. I would buy it. I left my copy like an idiot, even though I spent like 100 bucks for it or something when I bought it. At a rich dad seminar that I paid $500 for three days. But that's a whole other podcast on value and value perception and sales. But the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the, the quadrants one, the four quadrants, the employee, business owner, self-employed, you know, franchisee and uh, investor, you need that one too probably. I think I have the one, the second book he did with Trump, not the first one, Why We Want to Be Rich. Now, forget the politics and all that stuff, whether you hate Trump, love Trump, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, uh, Socialist, whatever you are, if you have an interest in money and business and comprehending these things, I would strongly recommend buying the book. Strongly recommend it. You know, borrow it. Get it used. I don't know. Do whatever makes it work for you, but do it, because it's going to pay. Books have always paid dividends for me. It's, It's... if I hated the book, I now know better what my choice for books should be like. If I love the book, I'm going to read it again. It's value. It's value. It's value. You're buying Blu-rays and DVDs and you're playing for Pandora and you bought a Lexus and you paid for the alloy rims that you didn't even need. Why are you not buying books? Tony, I hate reading. Get an audio book. I'm doing a podcast on driving home. You can get. You can listen to the book while you drive home. You're going to get value. So let's drill backwards again. Make sure we rein the soul in again. A little tangent. Tangent. Tangential? I don't know. There's a word for that. means I always have tangents. My brain kind of runs circles. But what I need you to take away from this is that you need to think about how you think about money. You think things as burdens or blessings. If you listen to my prior podcast, I bought the new car because I wanted peace of mind and safety for my family. I can't have my family on the highway broke down. Uber cannot stop and pick me on a moving highway. AAA cannot stop and have seats for two new, uh, let's say a toddler seat 
and an infant seat and room for two more adults plus the driver. It just it doesn't work out that way right now, folks. It's, it's not the way things are set up. Now, if I can start a viable business model for that, I will gladly try. Don't know how I would get it done, but it seems like something I want to look into. That's the way my mind works. I'm looking for money. See, I'm looking for money. I'm looking for money. Solve the problem, you get money. Solve a problem. It's not a complicated life. You solve a problem, you will get money. So, the problem we're going to solve for you today is your perception on money. When you see everything's a blessing, you'll have blessings. When you see the burden, you'll have burdens. I remember one time I was feeling broke, I kept finding change, so all I was thinking about was pennies and dimes. I wasn't thinking about big moves. And you know what happened? I was finding pennies and dimes. I think I found like a dollar and change in like two months. And I wasn't necessarily looking for it, but you know, I'd find some pennies here, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd uh, open my desk, bend over to tell my shoe and there's a nickel. You know, just to give you examples of a kind of story of how it would kind of be like. Does that all make sense? Does that, that make sense for y'all? So that's, that's what was happening for me at that point. So that's how it all worked out. So it was very interesting for me back then. Very interesting. Very wonderful the way it all worked out. So, what else is there to this store that I've forgotten for you? I'm trying to think. What have I forgotten for you? So we've covered the cash, right? We've covered the need. You know what you need to do. I think that's everything, folks. Maybe I'm missing something. You tell me. I'd like to know your thoughts on this one, folks. Because the way it looks to me is that everything in life is a blessing if you choose to see it as such. You're going to get what you want when you see what you want. If you see burdens, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have burdens. If you see blessings, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have blessings. Everything in life will be directly related to your perception. So I probably went off topic a bit, but I think you know I was trying to go with this. We started Rich Dad, we're ending Rich Dad. I get no endorsement, by the way. This is uh, nothing that's going to put any money in my pocket. Yeah, I'm way over the parking spot the guy next to me. So we're going to fix that real quick. So... What questions do you have? I would love for people to message me on Instagram, Pedagogy the Fresh, the account. You can actually send me audio comments and messages here on Anchor FM for my podcast, Changing Advance. YouTube, I'm Changing Advance. Twitter, I am Changing Advance. TikTok, I am Pedagogy the Fresh. I also have the blog, Changing Advance. You can email me, Tony at ChangingAdvance.com. I'm on the move, folks, to build my empire. I have my book out, my podcast, my social media channels. I'm trying to build. I want you to take this journey with me and hold me accountable. So if you want some business, let's find a way to do business. If you're looking for some mentorship, let's see what we can do. Heck, if you want to mentor me and you think you can get me to another step, let's definitely talk. Each one teach one, right? If everyone grows, we grow. If I can get 10 of you million, is what happens to me. Now, people talk about pyramid schemes and, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. If I make 10 of you millionaires, what is that going to make me probably? Give me back the answer, folks. Peace.